As the head of solutions at Geek Plus America, Jingjin has two main focuses, leading the solution design team in the U.S. and delivering quality work for our customers. She has a highly technical resume, a blend of analytics, operations, and engineering. And even with all that experience, nothing could prepare her for the startup life at Geek Plus America. Today, in part one of two of our conversation, we'll hear from Jing as she tells us how she built a logistics solution design department from scratch, her thoughts on conquering imposter syndrome, and advice she has for anyone looking to enter the logistics field. Please join us. and welcome to Geek Speak, the logistics automation podcast. I'm Sarah Gomez, host of the podcast and social media here at Geek Plus. Today, it's my great honor to welcome Jing Jin, head of solutions at Geek Plus America. It's a pleasure to have you here, Jing. Sure. Thank you for having me, Sarah. It's my great pleasure. I want to begin by touching on your previous work experience before coming to Geek Plus, just to give our audience a little background on your years of technical expertise. 10 years of professional experience in supply chain management, a certified analytics professional, and a certified supply chain professional, it's very impressive. In your previous job, notably as an engineer in the design department for Penske, a global 3PL, you dealt with many different industries, food distribution, manufacturing, automotive, e-com, and retail, but you didn't have much experience with automation and robotics. When you took a position at Geek Plus, you jumped into a new sector of automation. How did your knowledge of these industries help your growth at Geek Plus? Yeah, sure. Uh, me personally, I, I'm a believer for lifelong learning. So something that is new and challenging is always what excites me the most. Um, the untapped knowledge where they represent the future of logistics, where the Geek Plus uh, was representing at that time, especially attractive to me. At that point, I, I wasn't content of uh, staying just in the comfort zone, repeatedly doing what I've already been good at, right? Um, it's kind of a, it's inner call, or, or you put it another way, uh, this personal pursuit of always good, always better, right? The pursuit of excellence urged myself must to take this opportunity and then potentially um, to make a greater impact. So I, I think the journey after I joined Geek Plus has provided me all of these, what I was looking for and much more beyond. Um, in terms of my previous industry ex expertise, how they better prepared me uh, again, I think by, by leveraging my previous industry knowledge and an understanding of their the customer's operations, I can quickly demonstrate the knowledge and the capability in their various domains. I think it's very important in gaining our customer's trust during the initial engagement. Um, and also somehow just have that natural tendency of keeping their best interest in mind while creating the solutions that also helped me again in the long, in the long way. Um, aside from all these, it wasn't just learning the automation and the robotics. It also just observing along the way how the great leader, great manager to build a process from zero to one, right? How to building all those, you know, the process, putting a structure in places and also benefit me a lot. That came to very handy when myself 
being put in a role to uh, building a, our internal process and hiring and developing our own America region's solutions teams. Um, and then again, I have met so many great people along the way that have, have helped me step into this role and conquer these challenges. So could you expand a little bit more when you say, I think it's important to keep the customer's best interest in mind? What does that mean to you? First of all, it, again, this is almost comes to as a, a human nature when it comes to encounter or making an initial engagement, right? How you first kind of uh, uh, create that curiosity or interest from the customer that they're willing to hear out your solutions and proposal. I think you can, in any conversations, if a person only talking about what they're interested in knowing or what they're being good at, that always gonna lead that conversation into a very boring uh, situations, right? You will quickly lose your audience interest. So that techniques also applies to when we're giving a, a sales pitch or a solution proposal. That again, first of all, you 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 piqued interest at from the customer wanting to know more about your solutions, and secondly, you demonstrated that you have the knowledge, understanding what they're talking about. Right. And then the, eventually the solution that your proposal proposed to them, they have the confidence saying, thinking that you have their, you know, the, the situation and the pain points fully understand it and grasped and also taking into consideration to whatever the, the product and application that we're uh, putting in front of them. So, and, and again, it's just from the, uh, several you know, uh, those perspective, I think it, it's going to greatly smooth out during the pre-sale um, interface with the customers. And I've seen uh, so many, <laughs> the, the, the other, you know, the negative side of that example that where the, the initial encounter doesn't go very well, a lot of time that we can gather the same lesson learned while, you know, we didn't quite get, get exactly what a customer is asking for. But all those great, you know, learning process that helped us to re-gear the directions and help us to better prepare for the next, you know, um, the solutions and, you know, uh, doing the presentation to the customers. Some other time I'd like to hear uh, your stories about um, presentations that went wrong, but we'll save that for another time. We'll go ahead and move on. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I bet those are pretty interesting. Okay. so. Uh, you joined Geek Plus America officially in, in 2021, and the global company was underway, but the Americas uh, was uncharted territory. Can you take us back to when you started? Uh, what were the biggest challenges you faced working at a startup? Yeah, sure. It was a very uh, memorable journey, for sure. Indeed, it was uncharted territory at that time. When I first started, I was immediately focused on how I can quickly absorb and learn all the techniques that I can take on to fulfill my job responsibility, right? At that time, it's it's taking on the solution design for the whole America region pre-sale project. Um, and I, I knew that I have to rapidly learn those robotics and what the Geek Plus technology would be applied to bring the value to our customer. But lots of lots of times I have to face my own inner fear 
and learn to live with this typical imposter syndrome, meaning you are the only one knowing you are going through this internal learning, right? But you know, when you're invited on a customer's call, you have to be seen as a, well, you always have to be seen as a solution expert. You know, this is a great learning experience for me yeah. uh, along the way, yeah. Um, yeah, and then like I said, I was very focused on the pre-sell process for the first six months and helping Geek Plus to get a foothold in America's market. Was then that I was I was asked to lead the development of the food solutions team for a rapidly growing America's region. My experience at a startup helped me to drive part of our focus in building the team on how rapidly could we bring in new engineers with, with diverse experiences, right? And get them a great understanding of the Geek Plus and the solutions. The, actually, at that time, the pool, well, to this day, still, the pool of the, the candidates or individuals the, you can hire into these roles is not very large. And um, we have to focus on how we can develop those great solution engineers versus just hiring someone that can do the job. So in the traditional distribution methods, logistic engineering principles, all these can be taught in the university and people have real world experiences performing these functions. However, the, the robotics and the AMR revolution in the warehousing hasn't been around really very long, maybe just over 10 years. So we have to really focus on those talents that not only have a strong personal drive, but also have a very, you know, exceptional learning capability. Um, and then draw these talents into the, to joining the Geek Plus teams. Um, and also, you know, more close, closely um, to this days, getting a team to a sustainable work-life balance while keeping the high quality output to support a rapid business growth. Um, it's another challenge that I'm facing. So uh, to be honest, when you're in the middle management, you have all those responsibility or work uh, asking or coming to you from both ends. Well, right, you've been asked to have to know or understand all the technical components, all the details of the key project, while you're also being asked to developing the strategies, right? How you can develop the solution teams um, along with the America regions and the whole company's uh, product and market strategies. Um, to me, it's 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 very challenging. And then how to strike a balancing between these two is my personal learning and that I'm still exploring at this moment. Yeah. So I have so many questions just from your, your answer, but I'll start with, you know, um, it's a very common thing among women to have this feeling of imposter syndrome, um, maybe feeling like you don't belong, uh, maybe feeling like somebody's going to find you out, right? Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, you're very, uh, to take on such a substantial role, uh, you had to be very brave and and you know think to yourself i know i know i can do this i, I i'm a, a smart woman but what i want to ask you on a more personal level is what are your secrets to dealing with imposter syndrome in in this workforce in a male dominated industry how do you how do you do it what are your secrets 
Mm, it's never been an easy journey, right? I guess my secret ingredient would be a, a lot of time count on my quick studying or quick applying. I was I was joking with my manager and my coworker at that time um, because I was I literally remember I was like two months, three months into the role and I was asked to give a training session to our uh, channel partner. So literally, I was in the middle of learning how to do the solution design, but already being asked to, uh, you know, being a trainer or mentor to the outside party. So what I was learning just just for that first three months or even the six months, a lot of time just to, you know, immerse yourself into the um, the knowledge, the support, whatever that you can gain. At that time, we only have from the HQ uh, solution design team that we can, you know, asking for the support uh, a lot of times, right? So I, I that represent a lot of nighttime working hours, review the solution, asking questions with them, but that all worth it. That helped me to ease the anxiety, you know, that, that I'm not learning fast enough. With that, with that in mind, I think, you know, you 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 know, you're learning along the way, and then you know that you were what you're gonna facing, you know, in, in in right before each meeting or right before each training sessions, so you can be more targeted or have a specific agenda that you can prepare for. That is also. Uh, helped me a lot. There is, again, there's no simple solution say I, I can easily get over it to this day. I still feel like I'm not the, the best, you know, the most technical uh, solution engineer on my team uh, by no means. But again, it's a learning process. And then as long as um, I validated everything and then I'm, I'm still in, the, in this process and uh, I are representing the best knowledge that I have, and I, you know, that's that will help me to um, to make a peace <laughs> with myself uh, to get along with this. Yeah, uh, so those are those are some great takeaways. Uh, so the second question I had um, with your previous response is you're talking about developing talent and um, and developing people's careers. I just wanted to ask you a little bit about the pathway for people who get their degrees in supply chain or in logistics, because I learned about logistics um, pretty late in my career. I have my training as a journalist um, and as, as a marketer. And I'm wondering, how do how do people find uh, careers in supply chain or how do people find the degree to go into supply chain or to go into logistics? And um, and how did you how did you find that calling? That's actually a great question because I don't know if I'm the typical example of designing my career around <laughs> supply chain or logistics industry. Myself is kind of uh, accidentally stepped into this this um, this role or or uh, this industry. Uh, it's it's not by design. I, I I can share with you a little bit of my personal experience first. Um, in my college, I actually studied computer science. And just because I wanted to uh, do explore more and then, you know, building up some more tech business side of the, the skill sets. So in my master's degree, I choose to, uh, you know, study in the information system and operation management in one of the, the business school uh, from the universities. 
So, and, and then again, right after the college, the first job is, is actually what I, what I gained is in this supply chain overall operational role. However, when I look back, my very um, technical or engineering focused computer science uh, bachelor degree combined with what I learned from business school during the master's study somehow give me a right mix of what I need to be, you know, uh, the, the essential skill, I would I would say. Because again, if you're just asking me how, what, what would be some, some fundamental skill set that you need to be successful uh, in the solution design, especially for G+, I think a lot of time, it's a mixed up hard skill and soft skill, like I mentioned uh, previously. So it, it, I've seen a lot of my team members that they come from a very logistic engineering, heavily focused uh, discipline. But the one of the, 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 the weakness that I observed from them is lacking the, the mindset of, you know, how to better interact with people. Sometimes I need to have them prepared on the communication or even presentation part. Mm-hmm. So I think if um, you have a little bit mix of, you know, on the business level of educations, doesn't matter if you gain that from the um, uh, formal study, formal degree, or you just have your personal interest in looking on onto that side, that will be a great um, supplements or um, compensate to your technical or engineering side of the skill sets. So yeah, um, and then especially in, in this days, our team is kind of going through this restructure at this moment. Right before we heavily again focused on you know technical by each product line, what will be the solution that uh, the skill sets you need. Now we're kind of moving away from it more and more trying to identify the right talents that fits into the pre-sale, meaning a lot of customer engagement, customer-facing environment versus post-sale, which is a little, can be a little bit more technical. Um, but again, in, in any kind of a role, I think a, a good communication skill is going to help you a, a long way. Um, but in the general broader settings, I think engineering degrees and then a lot of university offering the logistics supply chain uh, degrees. If you are really have a true interest early on that you know you want to develop a career in this um, um, area, then definitely look for those uh, discipline or subjects or, or courses that you can uh, select and then get your knowledge prepared as early as possible. That is always going to be very helpful. Great. Well, good. Um, I'm, I'm happy to know that communications come into into great play. So you already uh, have a, a great advantage, <laughs> Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just need the engineering part. Okay, I'll work on that next lifetime. <laughs> I think this is a natural stopping point for part one. Please join us in two weeks for the continuation of this conversation. Thank you so much for being here with us, Jing. Your honesty is not only refreshing, but so, so powerful. When we return for our next edition, we'll spend the episode answering an automation question from our audience, and that question could come from you. If you have any questions for us about automation, our robots, or the logistics industry, please send them in. We're on LinkedIn as Geek Plus, that's a plus sign, or you can send your questions to geekspeak at geekplus.com. Thanks for joining us.